This is Fusion Music Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Our fascinating fun features will fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. Introduce yourself, architect of this grand design. Well, I am the vocalist for the dark rock band Ascent. And on any other day, I'd be driven to tears due to the fallout, the darkness, and the lack of contact. Friends, I'm so lonely. I need someone to talk to. Maybe over tea in the Sahara? A secret journey of two spirits in the material world? Oh my god, to be next to you, my king of pain. How I burn for you like an invisible sun. It's a kind of loving that has the voices in my head long to be walking in your footsteps or walking on the moon again, as I did once upon a daydream. Oh, wow. Stunning, uh, I believe some of those were Sting and Police, uh, basically. Uh, it was all the police. All police? 21 all? titles. Wow, and, and very deep cuts, too. Very deep cuts yes. there. Uh, it's interesting that you should choose the police, because I'm choosing a cop-out, which is like no intro at all, <laughs> basically. See, I like to challenge people's expectations, which is so funny, because we were talking about that before the we show. We were. This is exactly what I was going to not do anything, because I'm challenging wow. people's expectations. I have releases out, for example, so people expect good music, but then they don't get it. <laughs> so, not predictable at all. That's my brand, kind of, except... When you turn in the show, expecting disjointed rambling and anomalous tangents, then you can set your watch by me, Old Faithful. <laughs> Here we go for the first show of 2021. Woo, happy and New it's Year. Happy New Year, everybody. 2001 can't possibly suck balls as bad as 2020 did. No, nothing could. Although it was a killer for about three months, two and a half months, it was the best year ever. <laughs> yes, uh, it was amazing. Then it just kind of gets then a little bit eclipsed by the yeah. ball sucking ten months that ball followed. Sucking, yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, anyway, uh, so yes, uh, how how else is the show special? I'm uh, I'm having a momentary brain fog. Yeah, I don't. Um... Actually. It's your birthday. <gasps> oh, that's right. <laughs> it's my birthday show. <laughs> and that makes it special in what way? Well, because I'm Flipping picking. scripts are flipped, basically. I am flipping scripts on their ass, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am picking some of my favorites of 2020, though I will say the top 20 of 20 certainly also called out some of our favorites from 2020. So you could hear some repeats, but there may be some surprises. Not even David knows who I will be featuring. Not a clue. It's not even on the format, although I seldom look at that anyway. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> All the work, and yet, no. Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah. yeah, you do. But it's not there, so. No. So, the element of surprise is maintained. I like to have the element of surprise. So, she's going to introduce all oh, sorry, she's going to introduce all the songs. That's correct. And uh, you're going to do all the features. Yeah, that's the downside of the whole thing. That's the good news for you was the songs are going to get the, you know, coherent introductions they deserve, and the bad news is you're going to have to hear me handle attempt to handle the features. But uh, there are a couple of ones that were set up to be absolutely foolproof by Christina that even I can't make ridiculous uh, <laughs> that actually work pretty well. Two fun features that we do every week, so stay tuned for them. You know what they are. You do. You, you know, know you what do. they are. All right, so where are we, Cookie? Oh, uh, it is time for ch changes again. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, did I read that well? Yeah, you this, did. That is, was this is her wonderful well notes. Before we reveal, <clears throat> before we reveal what's changing, we should first share what's staying the same. 
La Plus Chance, whatever that thing is in French. Ooh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's from a Rush song. I love it. <laughs> this, what's going to be the same is us. Duh! Uh, this deliciously discursive, demulcent, I didn't write this, and divine duo is going to continue to share our opinions, new music, and our greater-than-year-old best friendship with you via winging it and birds of a feather proper. That stays the same. Okay, so that, That's we don't have to worry. Let's take the big... The big disaster, the worst case scenario. The, worst case the scenario. Ni- no, not the worst case. The nightmare scenario. Nightmare. The nightmare scenario. Absolutely. Let's take that completely off the table. So let's put. Let's get to that. So your minds are at ease. Your mind at ease. Okay. The staying the same also is themed and free bird submissions. Let's try that again. See, we're pros because she just broke something. What happened? <laughs> it was my bag that fell down? Oh, okay. So we don't have to stop that. No. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. All right. See, this is how pros handle shit, right? <laughs> you know, this is how. Faux pros. We're That's us. We're faux pros. That's fine. We're faux pros. Okay. We are faux pros. Faux pros. <laughs> we are faux pros. We were discussing this off the air a minute we ago. Okay. Um, the themed and free bird submissions are going to stay the same. We're on every week by hook or by crook, one That's way right. or another. Winging it for seven weeks in a row and then birds of a feather. Okay, we're not going to do that. We have two, though. We just had two. That's but that's But uh, that'll hold us for now. That's our <laughs> that's our lazy dodge for now. That's your tied over. That's, yeah, that's your tied over. Now, what's uh, your tied over, actually? What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's And, you know, we had our little, little tiny vacation. <laughs> Back to the salt mines. Uh, okay, all of your favorite features will return. Okay, so what's changing then? It sounds like the same sounds darn like thing. What's wrong with you? Well, we're moving to a top five because you told us you want indie music, but you also want more features. Right? Okay. B-O-B-W, right. uh, best of both worlds, huh? <laughs> uh, we are but your humble servants, your obsequious uh, abjects. That's correct. Uh, in other news, it's Christina's birthday show. Yay. I wasn't supposed to say that before, but I did. <laughs> Sorry. You can just <laughs> that move means on past that. <laughs> that she picked the artists and songs. Oh, yeah, we said all that, yes. didn't we? Okay, just a bit. Da, 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 da. Okay. okay, this is going to air. Well, we don't have to say which day it's going to air. And unbelievably, there is more news. Wow. Big news concerning everybody's favorite dark rock band, Ascent. Still going to be called Ascent, but they have changed their name to capital A, capital S, capital N-T, A-S-N-T, for like N-X-S kind of. For a multitude of reasons, the name, of course, is still pronounced Ascent. So we're not going to make it, they're not going to make it too difficult. No. Uh, by the airing of this show... uh, Insulation, and this is one thing about being an insider. I get to hear these things before they're released to the public, and I'm telling you, this song is just going to blow you away. And talking about thinking outside the box, talking about being one step ahead, a song, an absolutely chilling song about the horrors of asbestos. Come on, it's been a long time coming. (laughs) Insulation is coming. You are misleading them. What? Oh, oh! You can oh, you can jump in and make corrections anytime. Insummation. Insummation. I'm sorry. That's what you're saying. Okay. A little elocution, dear. I thought you said insulation. I'm kidding. You sing it beautifully. <laughs> there was no way I could. Back. I just just made that up. Um, by the airing of this show, insummation, uh, since newest song will be available. If you haven't already, listen to it and watch the video. And remember. You gotta share it. Sharing is caring. And visit them at asnt.rocks. New website. That's really the only thing that's changed. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. This time you gotta search for ASNT, unless you're already following them. And if you're not, you really ought to be. And with all the changes, Bird Banter Part 1, that means there's a two where we actually have to talk about something. And this one's on you, Cookie Puss, Sugar Cookie. (laughs) Except, you know, David, since we started this show last February... 
Ascent has released The Abduction of Jane Doe, which got a facelift, The Inside and Untethered. And we're working on recordings for three new songs and have more in the offing. And I wanted to thank you and our listeners for the ongoing support of Ascent, now ASNT. It means a lot to us. And because we are an indie artist, we want to support indie artists. So that's why we do this show. And obviously, we also want to just enjoy our friendship, but we really appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about our band when we have news and we have shows, which hopefully we'll have in 2021. Uh, But we just wanted to thank you, all of you listeners, and then you, David, for your ongoing support. Oh, of course, of course. And, you know, uh, we don't play ourselves on this show, but the only time you got to hear Christina and Ascent was on my show. So um, I'm not suggesting anything since it's her birthday show, but if you ever heard me, it would probably be on this show. Mm -hmm. But I am praying she does not defile your ears with any of my second second string, second-rate music. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to have to reach over and smack you. All right, so, uh, so the Bird Bander Part 2 is on you, dear. What is that? It is, and we're actually going to do this a little different this week because I just feel like shaking shit up because there's more ch-ch-ch-changes. Not that this is going to be consistent, but what I'm going to do this time is I am going to, and I have provided you with the the name of seven bands, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana, Black Sabbath, Sammy Hagar, and Led Zeppelin. This is just so the folks can play along. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share the story of these classic songs by these bands that happened by accident and ask you to try to match them. Not only with the band, but then tell me the song. Oh, man. I thought yeah. the song, well, the song could be included. It would give away the band. That's correct. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I, and, I like and to keep things she, crazy. There's this idea that people have that I'm some you know, font of trivia. And you she, are. She probably thinks I know this stuff, but I'm sure I'm going to completely bond. You but, know. Uh, okay. Uh, this is interesting. Yes. I think it'll be fun. Why not? So the first story is following a loose rehearsal jam in Hampshire, the drummer bashed out an intro to Little Richard classic, Keep a Knockin'. Then the guitarist played a riff reminiscent of Chuck Berry. And 15 minutes later, a classic song was born. Name the band and the song. Wow. So this is a rootsy rock and roll kind of song. And uh, any one of these bands might have done that, with the possible exception of Metallica. I'm kind of ruling them out. Mm, Uh, Your deduction skills are quite astonishing. Well, considering, I mean, they they would do some, but to my knowledge, they've never released anything like that. But I could easily see Black Sabbath, who started as a blues band, doing that. Or Sammy Hagar. Uh, There are a few Zeppelin songs that certainly could... uh, fit the bill like uh for rock and roll for example mm-hmm. so uh let me see i don't want to be pretend to be in sherlockian or anything <laughs> but i'm gonna go with um led zeppelin beautiful well played right out of the gate the deduction skills are on point you even said the name of the song while you were trying to figure ah, it out that yeah, is beautiful just, man, well, what do you know oh my goodness I well didn't played. Know, it's not a story that i knew it's no. just it was deduction that's yeah. correct wow. Well, this song is a result of a trip to the personal care aisle of their local grocery store. Oh, ho, ho, okay. Personal care aisle. Uh, let me see. And you're listening now at home or in your car or on your phone, and you're like, Christina, is everything a game show to you? Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah. Okay? Jeez. When they come up with something more fun than a game show. Yeah. I don't I'll, mean the I'll stuff on, on TV, but the right kind of game shows, like like various songbirds, Thank for example. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. 
All Brain right, wave. so who was it? Uh, trip to the local self-care aisle? Are we talking about lotions here? <laughs> we talking, hey, you know, I, I'm I mean, not giving uh, you any more In that more case, info. I'm going with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's a sock store. <laughs> yeah, that's a sock store. Uh, gee. Um, the pain look on your face. He's thinking about it, folks. He's considering it. He's weighing the options. I'm thinking Nirvana, but I'm trying to think, what's the song? Uh you should see the look on his face. It's determination. Uh, it's a little bit of terror. Ooh, the writhing. No, I'm trying to make my brain Ooh. work like a computer, and it can't. Mm. It is a computer. It is, and it's better in a lot of ways, but I can't. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? You should it, this see is the not, This is the kind of thing computers can't. There are things computers can't do. Like True. that fucking capture thing. You know? True. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah. Pro- Click uh, all the pictures with bicycles. Yeah, they can't uh, do that. They shit. can't do they that. They can't do that because don't, they don't even look. I can barely tell what. It <laughs> yeah, I'm is. like, is there a bike in <laughs> yeah. part of that I, picture? I can hardly tell myself. I you know. know, right? All right. Um, okay, this is going to be the kick. Uh, all right, um, the self kick into next week, but I don't know. Tell me, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. No, I did not <laughs> miss that. It's a fucking product name. What am I thinking? <laughs> it's a deodorant. Yes, it, it's a. Oh, uh, I tried hard. Oh. I, that one was kind of a softball there, babe. Oh so, uh, no, 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 that was a major softball. In fact, it was a lot harder than the previous one. Yes, and you got it. Yeah, that was uh, that Your softens the blow. Were ast- that, astonishing. Yeah, that softens the blow. Okay, of losing something as obvious as smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> but okay. you know what? You were circling. I was circling. You were circling. Yeah, I mean, it was I well played. Little did I realize I was circling the drain is what I was circling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is fun. That's the next one. All right. The the eh, all right. This unforgettable opening riff came to the guitarist during a string skipping exercise in the summer of nineteen eighty six at Hell House. I'm sorry, string skipping? What is that? It's an exercise. I'm not a fucking guitarist. I don't know, but it came to him during a string oh, skipping oh, I exercise. See. Oh, um, Oh, I'm gonna go with um, it, it's an obscurity of boom, 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 boom. Uh, Sleeping Village by Black Sabbath. Hmm, interesting. But it's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's not correct. Mm. It is Guns N' Roses' "Sweet Child of Mine." Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. But you know what? That was not a bad guess either. I, I should never have guessed that one because it is such a deep cut that people just don't know it. Well, they it, might have though because this is this goes deep. These come from oh okay because "Sweet like, Child of Mine" is not deep. That's no. that's a that's you know household word song. Well, okay. I also selected these. There was a lot of deep cuts, but I tried oh, to pick ones that I thought oh. everybody might know. Just them. like I did with various songbirds tonight. Oh, we'll see. Because last time you tried to <laughs> kick my ass and you oh. did. Where's the love, man? Oh. You gotta wonder. Petty revenge. Okay. All right, so after throwing back a few pints and some strong arming from their record company, the band ended their drinking binge, returned home, and bashed out an anthem in 20 minutes. Name the band and the song. Gee, that could be any of them. All right, so, uh, crank down an anthem. It could be Metallica, and I'm thinking that was like Enter Sandman, some like the new era, kicking off the new era thing. Um, I would I would have said... Um, Smells like Teen Spirit, except that was already that was already in there. That sounds like that kind of story. Yeah, which um, of these bands is not drinking? I mean, you know. Yeah, so. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it could be any of them, any of them, and, and the ones that are gone too. Um, Sammy Hagar, maybe I can't drive 55. I'm going to go with that. I don't know. All right, no. Yeah. Black Sabbath, Paranoid. 
Uh, I tried to give it to well, you because of the pint. I was trying to uh, give you like little teeny hints. I thought Black Sabbath, but the song di- uh, the song didn't come to me. I didn't think of a song that fit that bill because Paranoid is really it's a pretty banal song, you know, compared 20 to twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. I mean, it's a three it's a three minute song at well, best. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I thought it was them because they were known for drinking. They drank a lot. Right. And, and they're, thought, they're, they're like, you got to go home. You got to stop drinking. So sometimes yeah. not drinking works out. So they stopped Until they drinking. got here. And then it was the cocaine. Then it was, then a, it was the a little cocaine. different. They yeah, stopped drinking, though. Yeah. yeah, they so. weren't drinking as much. <laughs> All right. So this next one, the love struck front man. I can't even speak. The love struck front man called his girlfriend and idly plucked out some notes on his guitar that became the starting point for their monster ballad. I'm thinking this is not Metallica. <laughs> the look on your face. I'm like, not Metallica. I'm not, I'm not going to go with... Uh, and I... Uh, I'm going to say... It's probably the Chili Peppers on this one, but what's the song? Uh, Under the Bridge is not a love song. Um, and his face is oh, I'm going to go with Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I don't know the song. No. Oh, it is Metallica. It is Metallica. Nothing else matters. Oh yes. Well, I mean, that's read the. You said something about love. The love struck front man called his girlfriend oh. and idly plucked out some notes on his guitar that became the starting point for their monster ballad. Oh, see, I didn't know the origin story on that one at all. No, yeah. nobody does. And but for I some reason, when you said love struck, I'm thinking it's a lovey song, and nothing else matters really isn't. Uh, it's a, such a classic; it's ridiculous. Right. I think it just got him started. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And that's what threw me off. Okay, uh, wow, <laughs> I got one so far. I think right. <laughs> these are hard. Yeah, these are really but hard. Fun. Thank you very much. Isn't they are it still fun. fun. Yeah. I admit it, I admit it. Pain this- is fun, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Rubin was exploring the personal notebook belonging to the front man. In it, he saw gold. Being nosy pays off, I guess, because they came up with this hit. Oh, Rick Rubin. Um, well, the only one left is Sammy Hagar, I believe. He's worked with everybody. Yeah. You know, Rick oh, Rubin. Rick it's like you go, oh, that's, let me let me go ahead and narrow that down. He's, yeah, it's like, oh, Bob he's prolific, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um uh, Rick Rubin. Um, well, Sammy Hagar, but what's the song? Uh, one more time, real quick, the ending part. Sure. Um, in it, he saw gold. Ah, Being nosy pays off, I guess. And it. Well, Hagar had a big hit to- with I've Done Everything for You, except it was written by Rick Springfield, so it wouldn't mm. have been in his notebook. Yeah, Rick Springfield wrote that so, mm. and recorded it first. So it wouldn't have been that because it wouldn't have been in his notebook. It has to be a Hagar composition. So, surely it is an I Can't Drive 55, but at a loss, I'm going to say it's I Can't Drive 55. It is Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge. Oh, fuck. I thought we did them already. Under nope. the, Oh. You guessed them, but we didn't do them. Oh, that's right. Shit. Okay. So that only leaves yeah, this under, front yeah, man. Yeah, Under was, the Bridge. That would have done it, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that only leaves this front man was stopped on his way home after a three-month African safari. <laughs> While the ticket was being written, the hit song was born. Uh, gee, it could be the one I said for the last song, which was I Can't Drive 55. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so... Um, I want to take it one step further. So that was fun, hard but fun. Uh, but very your deduction hard. skills, the first one, I think that was probably the hardest one because there was so many weird like twists and turns in that one that the deduction skills were quite on point. 
and you were so close on a lot of them. But I want to uh, I want to do one other thing. And, and I was I, I completely screwed. There's so many of my my little tiny brain. I couldn't retain the fact that we didn't do the Red Hot Chili Peppers, or I would have thought I heard under the bridge. I swear today. Uh, at uh, at work, yeah. So I mean, I would have thought of that. See, I couldn't throw you a hint because you no. were circling there anyway, and you know. All right, so so that brings us to the first song or the first artist and band, totally unknown to me. And also, this is in no particular order. I don't have a top ten. I just have bands that I wanted to talk about um, or artists that I wanted to talk about and specific songs uh, that really. You know, were something that moved me, something I was happy to discover, and something that um, more than likely I've made part of my daily or weekly or monthly lexicon. It's in my Spotify playlist. And one of those bands is Dead Money. And the first song that we got was Learning Curve. They are from Las Vegas. They are soul and they're rock. And I will tell you, there is nothing quite like her voice. And it is so soulful. And it uh-huh. is so good that, seriously, it's one of those, like, okay, should I quit singing? Maybe I should quit. And I have a couple of those on this list where I'm like, maybe I should quit singing. Because they're just so great. And, um, again, it's one of those voices that I wanted to have a voice like that. I always kind of wanted to have this super soulful. And it sounds like it's so easy for her. It just kind of comes right out. And uh, this is also a very gracious band. A newer band that was very, very um, excited to be on our show and they've been on our show multiple times and uh, I will say we are huge fans of them I have them as part of my playlist I play them for anyone who will listen but let me tell you a little bit about Learning Curve so again as I mentioned this is a female fronted band the song this particular song Learning Curve which was the first I was exposed to leads with soul and a bit of funk from moment one now the vocal styling which I love is reminiscent of the late great Michael Jackson she is fierce as fuck and her voice break when it breaks I'm telling you it just gives me life she is certainly the star of the show she does tasteful runs that would make many soul singers jealous Who's playing that rock and roll, soul, funk guitar? That's right, she is. She is amply supported by a rhythm section that simply nails the groove. I love Dead Money, and I can't wait to hear new songs from them and to continue to support them on Birds of a Feather and anywhere I can. This is Dead Money with Learning Curve. Something to love, but nobody's perfect. But how many times do I have to be wrong? 
All right, and that was Learning Curve by the amazing Dead Money. And you can find them on Instagram at Dead Money LV because they hail from Las Vegas. So that was one of ten. And wow, what is next? Well, the next feature, feature number one, as we mentioned, all features will be done by David. So David, feature number one, hell yes or oh, hell no. I suppose I've registered my opinion that what a complete mistake that is already, right? Okay, good. So we'll move on then. Okay. For me to do all the features. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll try to pretend to be professional radio people here. We are. All right. Feature number one. Hell yes or oh hell no. The results. For this feature, we consider bands, artists, and determine if we're in for them or out. We also ask you to weigh in, and we want to know what you think. This is what we do every week, and the artist or act in question last time was the Grateful Dead, and I swear, talk about GMTA, great minds think alike. I actually had this written down, this obscure, forgotten band that pretty much ceased to exist, uh, 1995. uh, With the death of Jerry Garcia. With the death of Jerry Garcia, that's right, has somehow uh, was on both of our minds. So anyway, great minds think alike. Now, the results are... Pretty stunning, actually. Mm, I think so, too. Uh, I mean, I didn't think they were hugely popular or anything, but... They used to be, I think, well, more I mean, than they are with today. Well, I mean, with our people, I well, thought they'd be yeah. a little more popular. Uh, 40% only were in saying, hell yes, for the Grateful Dead. A whopping 60%. Hell no, no thanks on the Grateful Dead. Nobody was neutral on that one. Yeah, no, was, we had nah, yeah, horrible. Nah, ho- yeah, one person that we know well actually replied with one word, horrible. <laughs> we also had somebody say, well, that depends. Am I getting paid to listen to them? Ouch. So that was, yeah, there's some some painful uh, remarks about the Grateful Dead. You know, and I guess it all comes down to whether or not you do shrooms. Maybe that will kind of open up the appeal yeah, of the Grateful it, Dead uh, to people. Perhaps. Uh, and as you said, they cease to exist upon the death of Jerry Captain Trips Garcia. You know, I, I wonder how he got that nickname. My guess, mm. Christina, is before the band took off, he probably worked as a travel agent. Oh. Yeah, I think that's got to be it, I right? I mean, Captain I'm, Trips. I tra- may yeah. have booked something through him. Yeah, it's got to be. It's just got to be him. I paid a little more than I expected, though. Now, as for me, um, here's a little trivia about the Grateful Dead that will surprise you, unless I already told you, which I very well could have done once, twice, maybe 400 times. <laughs> the first time I was on the radio was in like, 1979, 1980, somewhere 81 or 2, very early uh, on, before most of you were even born. The baddest AOR rock station in the world, uh, WPDH, at least at the time, WPDH in Poughkeepsie, New York, had a contest where they had listeners on. You submit a playlist, and if they liked it, they let you come on and actually do real big-time tower you know, uh, tower radio when there was no internet or anything like that. And I did get to go on, and one of the groups I played, believe it or not, was The Grateful Dead. And I'm not, oh. yeah, and I'm not even a big fan. I played Elvis Costello, Joe Jackson, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Patti Smith Group, these are the ones I can remember, and The Grateful Dead, a song called Friend of the Devil, which for some reason, because I'm not a huge fan of them, they're okay. I've never turned off the radio on them in my life, but I've owned one record. It was many, many years ago. I have no interest in acquiring any. They're just okay to me. I don't understand the frenzy, and uh, I don't agree that they're horrible by any means, but I, I totally scratch my head when it comes to the obsession with these deadheads who travel everywhere to watch them again and again and again, or they used to. Uh, the adulation. What do you think? You you understand it at all? I'm a thousand percent out. I have turned them off many a time. In fact, I think that sometimes they come on the radio and I give the radio a horrible look and realize who it is and quickly change it and go, oh, I should have known. Or when their videos used to come on all the time, I remember I'd say, who are all these fucking old guys singing this stupid shit? 
And so I would immediately change it. I recognize that they are wildly popular. I don't pretend to understand why. So I am way hell no on the Grateful Dead, though, I again, I understand that they can play and people love them. I just do not. Well, I don't, yeah, and I don't think they're as great as all that, but it's kind of cool how, like, in 1980, they put out that uh, album, Grateful Dead, Go to Heaven, and they got they had a big hit single, remember, um, A Touch of Grey? I hated that song. Really? I, well, it had a cool video with the skeletons and everything. Hated that But the that song video. was kind of agreeable. It was, no. it was good for them, I mean, because they're so folky most of the time to do a rock and roll tune and everything. I know they have always done that. It really wasn't rock and roll. I found it very folky, and I like folk. I just don't like their brand. Oh, their brand. As one fan uh, critic wrote, he said, Jerry Garcia's voice uh, creaks like an old floorboard and everything, but, you know, they're my favorite folk group. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. I, I like them, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to buy any of their stuff. I, I can't remember the last time I listened to them. And then, thanks to Spotify, you can listen to anything, anytime. And I've never chosen to listen to The Grateful Dead. So. Yeah, I will tell you that will never be a selection for me. <clears throat> There's like there's some bands like the Chinese water torture thing, right? It, but it, a whole different thing of the audio kind of torture situation. It's like you know we built this city is right up there, and Touch of Grey is part of it. So, yeah, I'm out, and so I understand with the majority of our respondents saying, "Oh hell no." So that actually results in me sharing another artist or band with you. So, again, because it's my birthday show and I'm taking advantage of this um, as much as I possibly can. So, who is the next band that I'll be talking about? Any guesses, sir, on who I could possibly have on this list? Well, I know there are ones that I knew Dead Money was going to be in there. Mm. There are uh, quite a few that I know have made a huge impression on you, and you're always talking about them, and I have to actually stuff socks literally into your mouth to get mm-hmm. you to stop talking about them. Hmm. Um. I, I don't recall any of that. <laughs> okay. Maybe that didn't happen. Okay. Uh. I, was, I, was, I think I'd remember that. I think that's what... No, there are bands that you, I, we know you really love, acts and uh, solo artists and bands, and I just don't know who else is coming up. I'm, I got a few in mind, like, but if I guess and you don't play them, it's going to look like shit, right? right just thinking aloud here (laughs) you know what that's probably that's fair point (laughs) thank you hey i got one that's a fair point i got one wow you know that's a that's that's fair fucking point (laughs) well there are the synapses fired ones well there are some people to your point that do not appear on this list because they were already on the top 20. Right, like fucking everybody. Right, like everybody, <laughs> including Dead Money, but because they made such an indelible impression oh, on me. Oh, it's a such thing. I had to bring them back out. <laughs> the so, such exception. The such exception, <laughs> correct. Oh, I like that. The such exception. It sounds like I'm fucking brilliant or and something. And it's like something you can't argue with. You, you can't. No, it's Because such, such is totally subjective. Yeah. You know? Fuck you, yeah, it's my such. <laughs> So. <laughs> My such says this rule doesn't apply That's to them. That's correct. <laughs> exactly. So, and it was tough. And I also wanted to highlight other people. So it's it was a tough one. So there's going to be some surprises on here that didn't make it on the top 20 for various reasons. Just because it was so hard. We played so many people that I did want to mention them here. And 153 one of the something people. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. 180 songs, I believe. 153 artists. I believe so. So, the next band is the Tragic Radicals. Now, AJ is a very close friend of mine, and we've shared the stage with her many times. In fact, this band has undergone quite a transition. They were a five-piece band. 
when Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> they were a five-piece band with a singer, and now they are a very mighty two-piece band. And they are from Fullerton, California. They're rock, surf, grunge, prog rock, which is close in, uh, to my heart, of course. The song is P.S. I really love this song, although I love all Tragic Radical songs. But AJ is one of the most beautiful people I've ever met, the kindest, dearest soul, and she makes music from her soul. She really does. She just puts it all out there. She is a guitar dynamo. She just kicks ass. And I mentioned before, you just can't see her face the whole time she plays because there's just hair all over her face. All she's doing is head down, completely rocking the fuck out. You can't see her face till she emerges, says something, and goes back into full fucking cousin it mode where you don't see her and you just see this rock star. She's an absolute rock star. Amazingly backed by Tyler. Tyler is a fucking powerhouse, and I'll talk more about them, but it's basically guitar and drums. So let me talk a little bit about PS, and I'll also share a little bit more about the band, but I, I have to really talk about... The fact that these are two amazing musicians who could be cocky and arrogant and shitty, and they are two of the most humble, kind, sweet people. And for me, that matters as much as how good your fucking music is. So let me tell you a little bit about it. AJ's chugging, crunchy, thick, and glorious guitar is a hallmark of this two-piece band that kicks more ass than most four- or five-person bands. Her guitar work is lead and rhythm guitar and lead vocals all in one. Tyler's drums are precise, the backbone, the foundation, and serve as an entire rhythm section and the band's second voice. The starts and the stops indicate a playful, friendly, and fun partnership, and to watch them live is engaging, enthralling, and confounding all at the same time, because you can't imagine the sound that comes out of these two. And there's so much precision and so much rehearsal. You can tell that they rehearse as fuck. Tight as fuck, so good, so on point, so high energy. They currently have something called Three Song Thursdays, which are comprised of fan requests, and they never disappoint. I've requested many a song, and every time they come in with their beers, they're like, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. They play for about 20 minutes. They come and say goodbye. They give shout-outs, and then you wait anxiously for the next week. And by the way, if 805 is listening, you need to fucking sponsor them because they have an 805 beer every fucking time <laughs> they play. So sponsor them. So do yourself a favor and like and follow The Tragic Radicals now. You're going to get a little flavor from P.S. So take a listen, and you know... You know that I will not steer you wrong. This is the Tragic Radicals.
that was the tragic fucking radicals with ps i'm telling you join us for three song thursdays they are amazing and i assume they're going to continue till we go back to play live music and i will say they've also played live quite a few times at the doll hut with the social distancing um so while that's definitely not happening now it could happen as you know things start to open a little bit once we get uh, the virus under control to the satisfaction of the powers that be so the tragic radicals that leads me to my next band and who is it hmm could it be bat farm <gasps> surprise surprise <laughs> bat farm also um Amazingly fronted by Alex Calise and then also Dennis Morehouse on drums. Another duo. Now, do I have an affection and an affinity and an admiration for duos? I might because I'm part of one. Just like Jack and Mike. Um, Jack and Meg. Jo- oh, no. Nothing like them, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Imagine Meg trying to play like a uh, tragic radical shit. No. 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 She would just cry. Scary. And just be crying. Scary. And actually, once things open up again, we want to have a duo show where it's just us duos playing together. We think that would be rad. You're not going to hear any more arena-sized duos than that particular day or night. So we definitely want to do that. The song is Snake by Bat Farm. Now, Snake is a new release, and I really, really love it. Now, their location is here. They're L.A., and their genre is alt-rock. You know, they're, they kind of do what they do. Uh, they're super tight and Alex's voice is another one that makes me want to quit music her voice is so beautiful and so powerful and she can do so many things with it and uh, yeah and she's also gorgeous I mean you know all that shit so whatever and then we have Dennis Morehouse you know these are two very pretty people I've mentioned before but Dennis is a, a great soul as well these two are just a delight and actually Alex shot our video for Untethered and uh, she, so that was her that did all the in-studio shots. Just not the drone master. Just not the drone master who will, who shall remain. Shall remain named, on, yes, he's a yes. mystery. But Bat Farm Snake. Now, uh, it's a great video. Just came out. So if you haven't seen it yet, please go watch it. But this song is everything that I love about them. It's accessible. It's rocking. It's hard. It's got these breaks. It's got these like different, these different parts of the song that just work perfectly together. I don't have the ability, like some of these people, to write these beautiful pop songs. Like I will say, Dead Money and Bat Farm, they write great pop music, even though they're kick-ass bands. You think? pop you're thinking you know bubblegum pop i'm that's not what i'm talking about right now i don't have anything against that i'm talking about kick ass crossover shit that's rock but then also crosses over to pop and snake is no different the chorus of this song is comprised of unadulterated rage the distortion on the vocals is the voice of karma it's angry mocking layered insistent and threatening There is a sexy, smooth, husky, smoky soul to Alex's voice that just, again, makes me question whether I should be a vocalist or not. The shuffle is jazzy, but the song is pure rock. This is a hooky pop song built on a classic blues rock foundation. The slow swagger of the song is punctuated by aggressive and karmically precise drum fills. The guitars go from sparse to arena size, creating dynamic tension and release. It's a brilliant new song by a brilliant band. Again, very proud to say shared 
you know, bills with them and also share a very close friendship with them. This is Bat Farm. And that was Snake by Bat Farm. And you can find this amazing and dynamic duo at batfarmband.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Bat Farm. All right, now for feature number two. It's a feature we've done once before. And I remember Christina laying down the law. Okay, you can't do Weird Al Yankovic every time. Well, I didn't. Uh, this time, however, he gets his due. Also, this fascinating number 
is a style parody, not a direct song parody. Oh, now, Mr. Yankovic, yes, Mr. Yankovic is known for uh, direct parodies of songs like Another One Rides the Bus and Eat It and I Love Rocky Road, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et but I think his best work is his style parodies, where he makes up a completely original song, but does it in the style, an unmistakable style of uh, an artist or band. And you know it's that, but you can't believe it's not one of their songs because it sounds so much like it. In fact, his Nine Inch Nails send up was almost identical to uh, a Terrible Lie, was it? Well, or, I'm not sure it was almost identical, but and, you know, and it was with, reminiscent. With elements of uh, uh, ger- uh, germs, I was going to say that's the name of his song, with elements of uh, Closer. He was reminiscent. He's also done the B 52s, Devo, the Talking Heads. Uh, Motley Crue and any number of... He did a, a nine-minute send-up of Frank freaking Zappa that was just out Zappa, the man himself. Wow. But in this case, it's a very singular artist, and the song is particularly interesting in that it involves palindromes. Now, a palindrome is a word that's spelled the same backwards and forward, like peep or boob. And I hope you leches out there aren't injecting any voyeuristic meaning to those random words. <laughs> I just chose out of the out of the thin air. You know? And it comes from a man whose uh, own chosen artist name I am reluctant to use. I already said Weird Al Yankovic. I don't even like calling him that because he's not weird. He's a fucking genius. But I guess... Hey, he calls himself weird. He does. And, and fucking genius Al Yankovic just doesn't quite cut it. Everything about this song is a palindrome right down to the title B.O.B. Bob. And there are one-line and two-line palindrome sentences woven together to rhyme perfectly and make some bizarre, twisted sort of sense. In fact, it's so artfully done that for years, I had the album Poodle At, and I listened to the song a million times, and I had no idea that's what he was doing until I saw the video, which is also a brilliant send-up of Bob Dylan's video for Subterranean Homesick Blues, where he stands there with a lot of old-school television-style cue cards and just peels them off as the lyrics roll by. Well, Al does this, and that was when it got through my thick skull what he had done here. The lyrics to the song, I can only give you a couple, but... I've seen some of these sentences on the internet, but there's no way he didn't make up most of them. And I'm sure nobody sat around and said, hey, guess what? Lisa Bonet ain't no basil is a palindrome sentence. Who would think of some shit like that? So he had to have done most of it. And uh, the song takes off like so. Again, flowing along, rhyming throughout, and making at least some semblance of sense. Some of these lines may have existed before, like, I, man, am regal, a German am I. But the way he sings it, like Bob Dylan, punctuated, of course, by harmonica breaks, just makes this uh, such a brilliant parody, uh, much more of just adding different lyrics to a song. One of my favorite couplets, Rise to vote, sir, do geese see God. (laughs) Now, to give my opinion on the subject, geese do indeed see God. I live with them pretty much. I see them almost every day. And if you watch them, they move about so seriously and so purposefully uh, with this perpetual Elvis Billy Idol sneer in their upper beak. And they just are on a mission. They have absolutely no notion about how whimsically adorable they are, but they just go about. So, yeah, I would kind of think they do. Um personally but another great pair of lines ufo tofu we panic in a pew oozy rat in a sanitary zoo <laughs> it's good that some people have too much time on their hands because it might not sound impressive 
laid out like this, but listen to the song and you will be absolutely hooked. I don't want to second guess the sanitary zookeepers, but having an Uzi rat on display is probably not the best way to uh, bolster your reputation. Uh, probably just me. not. And the very last line, go hang a salami, I'm a lasagna hog. Now this sounds like really pure off stuff, but very difficult, very cleverly done. And uh, I think it's a terrific send-up, not only of the video, uh, but of the song of the sound of Bob Dylan uh, zipping along at the breakneck pace as a lot of his uh, 60s folk rockers that scandalized the folk music world, but uh, cutting-edge, really, linguistic wordplay from the genius that is Weird Al Yankovic. And uh, I was very tempted to do his take on Robin Thicke's hit Blurred Lines, uh, Word Crimes, in which he details... For our amusement, all of the violence done to the English language, especially on the Internet. So that's another one to check out. Uh, Word Crimes by Al. And don't miss this one, Bob, uh, from the album Poodle Hat. Just look that up, you kids, and that'll be fun. That's a great parody for you to get into. Nice. Well, that is most interesting, and I will have to definitely give that a listen. And uh, give Weird Al some more of my time and uh, lend him more ear time as well. Because, you know, I do like a good parody. I do. Now, I want to talk a little bit about parodies because I think it's interesting. And uh, they kind of they kind of get my attention now and then. Hmm. They do. Yes. And this particular artist. um is you know interestingly from southern california i don't it's very weird i mean but a lot of these artists are from southern california and they're um, all bums aren't aren't we all you know and um the genre i would say i mean you know though there are many i would say is probably comedy and rap that's kind of what i'd say and uh the song i want to talk about specifically now there are many gems but the song i want to talk about is straight up tokyo i'm going to talk about that right now now, you might be thinking, well, who the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about no one other than Professor Pea Soup here, um, also known to me as Dave. I do not call him Professor, though. It's not out of disrespect. There's much respect here. <laughs> but to me, he's David, with uh, obviously a healthy heaping of uh, Professor Pea Soup. This BFFs song, don't call each other no, by their stage names. You know? No, I don't have a stage name, yeah. so... Now, Straight Up Tokyo, this song is equal parts humor, sarcasm, and parody. He is the hip-hop Godzilla here to stomp you out like you were Straight Up Tokyo. His rhymes about, he rhymes about, uh, shit. He rhymes about his standing in the rap, professorial, and male communities. He boasts about his skills and the pea soup dynasty while demolishing those sucka MCs. He begs them to call the hip-hop militia, whom he will make cry like little girls. He loves the color green, peas, soup, wears glasses, and will stomp all your asses. This is Straight Up Tokyo by my BFF and co-host, Professor Pea Soup. It's time for a thriller, a real killer dilla. Professor P. Soup coming at you like a hip-hop Godzilla. An old fire-breathing dinosaur to show you what your mind is for. It's no joke, yo. I'm going to stomp you out like you were straight up Tokyo. Your rhymes are weak and schlocky. I don't know why you're so cocky. You'll be standing in a cloud of dust when I drop bombs on you like Nagasaki. Skyscrapers are crumbling and tumbling as the big beat keeps rumbling. Evacuation's underway. People are running and tripping and stumbling. The citizens are panicking. 
They're desperately trying to see if there's a way to avoid the establishment of a pea soup dynasty. Uh, nope. My flows are cold like ice. Y'all gonna catch pneumonia. I'll own ya. My rhymes are so hard, I can even use them to stone ya. But instead, I'm unleash my lyrical fire like burning rain and watch your brain dissolve like Alka-Seltzer in the rain and go down the drain. Oh, you wanna stand and fight, right? You're making a big mistake. When I put my foot down, this town gonna shake like an 8.2 earthquake. You know I sincerely wish you call out the hip-hop militia. It's fun to watch He-Man who crunches and curls cry like little girls. Say goodnight. P-Soup is fighting the good fight. When the smoke clears, you'll no longer boast. You're a ghost. Once the toast of a town, now you're just plain toast. All right, and that was Professor P. Soup. You can find him on Reverb Nation at Professor P. Soup, and that's S-O-O-P. Don't get it twisted. It's not S-O-U-P. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot more where Straight Up Tokyo came from. There's a lot of parody, a lot of fun, a lot of silliness. He also has a softer side that he uh, records these uh, tunes that he writes with women from all over the world. So he's not one a one-trick pony at all. He's got it all, but for me... I really, really gravitated toward the comedy and rap because I've never heard anyone spit ill rhymes like that. And they're they're smart, they're funny, they make me laugh. Uh, and this <laughs> this is no this is no different. Now it was hard to choose one because there's a lot that I like, but straight up Tokyo for whatever reason just fucking slays me. So. That is one of many artists that I wanted to feature today. Of course, I'm going to mention you on my birthday show. I figured you would. Well, and, you know, I mean, I discovered you just the same time you discovered me. That's when I first heard anything that you did, obviously. So you're still, you know, new to me, newish to me, your music. I've gone through all of it, and I've seen videos that you don't remember fucking making. That's fucking Yeah, crazy. I don't remember a video for this one. Yeah, there's a video for this wow. one. I made Bruce watch I it. I swear, I don't, I don't even remember that. Bruce and I watched it, and Bruce... Bruce and I laughed because it's like 1991, like looking graphics and stuff. Exactly. (laughs) It's hilariously bad, I'm sure. I was like, what is happening here? And so it was awesome. When the smoke clears, you'll no longer boast. You're a ghost. Once the toast of the town, now you're just plain toast. It makes me want to rock the mic now. You should. You should. You should often rock the mic, as I say. Or as you say. So that has me going on to yet another artist, I believe, right? If I'm following the actual format, yes? That is that according. That's what my format says. That's what your format says. Well, perfect. But then uh, something it, it gets defective after that because then I have to do a feature. So. Mm, that's weird. Well, we're just going to go with it. Yeah. So, the next band I want to talk about is an incredible band, <sighs> Coralex, and they didn't make our top twenty for a variety of reasons. But there is no way I was going to end this year without talking about Coralex and their song, one of many that we love, called Hot Sex. They are from Brighton, UK. They are electro-grunge, and they are all things about electro-grunge that I love. Now, I don't know them personally as well, though any exchange I've had with them, because obviously we have to get permission to play uh, a band or artist's music on the show, has been absolutely lovely. They are so appreciative of their fans. They love their fans. They work really, really hard on their music. Their videos are crazy. They're creepy. They are very, very, I mean, I, I think not only are they creepy, but they stay with you. They kind of, they burn themselves on your brain. 
and there is an artistry and you know kind of some showmanship that is out of this world they're very goth they're very dark and uh, their music has taken a turn they they kind of really want more goth and i'm loving both both parts of Corlex, but I'm really in love with the goth. And I have to mention The Dark, too, which is another band that is fronted by Brandon, who is part of Corlex. Now, Corlex is a married couple, which is super cute, and I love that. And um, they have so many great tunes, so many great songs, so many great videos. Check them out. Corlex is spelled C-O-R-L-Y-X. Now, let me talk about Hot Sex. The electronic the beat... And heavy guitar is exactly what I hoped for when listening to another stunning, stirring, and sexy track by this band. This song walks us through her desire for hot sex. There is a sort of Morse code beat that kicks in and feels urgent and tense. The bridge is a fucking revelation. It is both pop and goth all at once. Then it morphs back into dark, hot, and sinister verse. She makes the prize she seeks clear. Ask and ye shall receive. This is Corlex with Hot Sex. Back naked in a pool of sweat I got a light on my
That was Corlex with Hot Sex. Again, one of many, many new tracks that they have out. Speaking of which, they just put out another video. They have new tracks all the time. They do live chats. Check out Corlex. And you can find them on Facebook at C-O-R-L-Y-X Official. You know, and to watch them, and, and of course, it comes across in their sound, too. You don't, you, you don't often come across an act with this kind of superstar moxie. I mean, just the confidence is, is off the chart. And yet they're humble and kind, which, which is, is Which is perfect. exactly right. And yeah. to me, that's a killer combo. That is a killer combo, yeah. So absolutely, Coralex is the shit. Obviously, defective format says something about feature number three. Okay, that part holds together. Mm. It has me introducing a new feature. Yes, a new feature. <laughs> Getting the brand new feature off to a bad start by having me introduce it, even though it has a very cute, cheesy bird pun name, which we absolutely adore. Chirrup. Yes, Chirrup. That's another... You see, write all these down, folks. I mean, you, you will know every bird in existence by the time we're done with you, or by the time Christine is done with you, I should say. For this feature, we will discuss songs written to uplift and inspire and why we love the song. And reading this description, I wondered, would that extend to songs that merely have this effect on you? Possibly, but I would prefer to go for songs that directly adjure you to... Cheer up to feel better, and, and don't worry. Please do not reach for your buttons and turn this thing off of your remote controls. I'm not going to do Don't Worry, Be Happy. No. Okay, that's not going to happen. Are you going to do Walking on Sunshine? Uh, no, although Walking on Sunshine, I think, qualifies because it, has, it undeniably has the effect. Even though it isn't telling the listener, you should cheer up. It's saying, I feel good. That's all she's saying here. Me, I'm happy. But she's walking on sunshine. Well, she's I walking mean, on sunshine. And can you not be happy watching no. her exaltation? No. But in this case, I'm going to go for an, an exhortation to the listener to cheer up. And I was, of course, I could go for the low-hanging fruit. A certain bunch of lads from a, a British uh, port town now, you know, four lads. But I'm not going to go there. There's a great song that they have, which I'll leave just in case Christina wants to do it someday. I'm going to go a little bit more obscure into the world of... Reggae. Now, I have exactly one reggae album. Ex- one only, and I have no interest to have any more. However, this one, Legend by Bob Marley and the Wailers, the best of, is an absolute gem. But I have heard some rubbish reggae, especially this week. Good Lord, I heard Ika Mouse. Holy shit, this guy's terrible. Terrible music. But Bob Marley could write songs just profound and powerful and moving lyrics unforgettable melodies that transcend the genre and can be could be used in any translated to anything and they've been covered of course because they are so singable and so memorable and so great in fact you probably know this but when the rock and roll hall of fame was inaugurated the first night the last song they played at the first ceremony was bob marley's redemption song 
So, I mean, that, and that's a beauty, but that's not the song here. We've got a real cheer fest this time called Tree Little Birds. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I saw, oh, this is absolutely perfect. Perfect. Three Taylor Little made. Birds, Taylor Made, right? Three Little Birds is a song by Bob Marley and the Whalers. It's the fourth track on side two from their 1977 album, Exodus. And believe me, 1977 saw album releases you simply would not believe. Uh, and was released as a single in 1980. Reached top 20 in the UK, peaking at number 17. He was always big in London. In fact, back in the 70s, uh, in this time when Exodus was released, we kids were reading Cream and Circus Magazine, and they were telling us about this great band that was taking England by storm, Bob Marley and the Whalers from Jamaica. And we did get to hear some of them. And this is the stuff I want to have as far as reggae. I mean, there's some other that's okay, and there's some shit, but Marley is just the best of the bunch. And, and not because he's a pioneer, but just because his songs are that well done, well crafted. Well, uh, his pioneering efforts, though, I mean, really have change the face of music to me especially around reggae i mean he really gave credence to that entire genre and defines the genre to me yeah and of course some of his offspring and even his wife had mm-hmm. careers and they were actually quite good too but Nothing uh, like bob he you know he is the one who made reggae a global phenomenon you know that it is now i would not want to hear reggae all day every day it would drive me crazy but i do love marley and uh like i said that one record is a treasure others i could listen to but he's but he's head and shoulders above the rest, though. For sure. Uh, now, this song was used in a Hyundai ad by Maroon 5 and covered by many artists, including Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm sure I would probably prefer their version to the Maroon 5 one. I would not. <laughs> uh, for all the frustration and anger in Marley's music, you know, I mean, burning and looting, that's an actual song, folks. You know. uh, he had probably the most angelic smile of anybody in the music business. I mean, you could just look at his smile. It was just, it was sheer beauty. Uh, the song is absolutely uh, a gorgeous and uplifting song, and it always causes me to cheer up. All right. Well, that means that I need to do another artist or band, and this time it is a band from Indianapolis, Indiana, with a song called Sweet Remorse. They are modern electro rock, metal, and industrial, and they are Autumn's Descent. I fell in love with this electro rock music and it was introduced by wade raleigh who is also another incredible electro rock musician and uh they were featured on our show twice i think two shows in a row number one they fit the bill and number two fell in love with them and they submitted so it was perfect i immediately thought of new order's true faith when i heard the chorus of this song This is an upbeat goth metal song with a rousing layered chorus, an ear-catching assortment of electronic embellishments a la Nine Inch Nails. The male vocals speak in apologies, but with a hint of blamelessness. He reinstills the fear in the protagonist with each phrase, tone, and assertion. Sweet Remorse is a dark beauty of a song. Enjoy Autumn's Descent.
Okay, and you can find Autumn's Descent on Facebook at Autumn's Descent. And as surely as the rivers run to the sea, that leads us to feature number four, History Strikes Back. Woo, I love this feature. Yeah, and you know this feature, but I'm going to tell you anyway that for this feature, we travel back in time to a particular year to review bands, music, charts, pop culture, any damn thing we happen to come across that seems interesting for a randomly selected year. And the year selected this time, I want you to know that I use the official random number select uh, generator mm. yes, because you, you know you. it is the, the one and only that, that we is, is certified to not have an agenda. Correct. I mean, it's when it says random, it means random. Right. And this one just happens to have fallen on the year immediately following the year from last time. Oh, we really? did 1976. Now we're going to do 1977. And, of course, some of the same artists will be coming up with different albums, and you'll sure. get a more of a feel for what it was like for back in the back in the day with us in the 70s. And uh, uh, there was some fairly interesting stuff in the news this time, I think, anyway. Let's see if any of you youngins out there remember David Berkowitz, the son of Sam. Oh, yes. You might know because uh, Spike Lee made a movie about him. After over a year of murders in New York City, he was captured in Yonkers, New York. So they got him off the street finally. James Earl Ray. Now, just by the name, you know the guy's got to be an assassin. You know, Absolutely. Because assassins always have three names. James Earl Ray assassinated Martin Luther King. And this oh. is something about him I did not know. He escaped from a prison in Tennessee. I, I didn't remember that. That completely slipped my mind. He was recaptured again, of course, uh, shortly thereafter. The world's last natural infection of smallpox was reported in Somalia. Well, damn. Good riddance to that one. Uh, yeah. hey, goodbye. Us, you know. yeah. now, uh, if, if the Rona could only go the way of smallpox. Right. I mean, last time. The bottom quark is discovered experimentally. Okay. Now, you know, if the quark is your jam, you're, you're cool. way too much fun for me. Way you know? too much fun. Unless, of course, you're Brian May. He's into that stuff. He is yeah. into that Yeah. Shit. So, I mean, yes. it, it's possible, you know. That if you're is into quarks jam. and quasars and shit like that. Perfect. Call up Brian. Hey, the first... General exercise sports bra was invented. Come on, that's that was a that's that, important. That's important. Can you imagine black eyes, pain in black the eyes? Bag, I you mean, need it. Uh, you, you gotta no, have it. There's no, no way jogging a, would not be a possibility. It for wouldn't. People it wouldn't. Over it would like be a B cup. It would be too too unpleasant. Yes. The first microelectronic multi-channel cochlear implant, ear oh, so implant, cool. yes, is implanted. I'm sure the Who's Pete Townsend was among the first recipients of that small wonder. For sure. <laughs> Good. Give me the damn thing. You know, yeah, give it because to he me needed it. Uh, this is funny. American Park Ranger Roy Sullivan is struck by lightning for the seventh time. Well, sure. I mean, you know, you figure after the third or fourth one, he'd be looking for a new line of work, maybe. I'm out, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I'm going to go Somewhere work someplace with indoors rubber all with me. rubber all around That's me. correct. Yeah. On TV, remember this one, kids? Roots began its phenomenally successful run. Oh, yes. Epic miniseries, Roots. Epic. Yep. Uh, you know, interestingly, in the series, in 1977, we usually have these big ones, uh... A bunch of shows debuted, none of which are remembered at all today, which is so rare when we mm. go back to this age. Except Three's Company oh. and Eight is Enough. Yes. The rest of them, you've never heard of them. And oh, they wow. don't have, they're not in revivals. They don't have movies out. Whereas in 1966, you had like every one of them is a, is a thing today. You Absolutely. Know? So 1977 was a bomb for television, but the movies had some big ones. Star Wars, hello. Mm. Annie Hall, oh. uh, The Woodman. Saturday Night Fever. What? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 
behind. And The Goodbye Girl. So it was a really good year for Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, it was a great flick. Mm. Uh, Good year for Richard Dreyfuss. I love that guy. Yeah, me too. Um, The Turning Point. I don't remember the Turning Point exactly. New York, New York, mm, your mm. favorite song, mm-hmm. Smokey and the Bandit, hey, come on, oh, iconic. Come on. You know. I love all Smokies. Now, this is really fun fact. In music, finally we get to music. This year was the peak of vinyl sales in the United States, with sales declining year after year since then. Wow. And like 20 years ago, I scapped up a mountain of it. Well, why did it start to decline? Was What, what came to replace it? Uh, CDs and but cassettes. In 77? Uh, I believe it was cassettes. I think it was uh, probably cassettes. cassettes. I was thinking because we want like eight tracks. Because eight tracks, yeah, eight tracks, vinyl, vinyl cassettes. cassettes. So I think it must have been cassettes, which yeah. were very cool at the time. Mm-hmm. All right, Led Zeppelin played their last U.S. concert mm-hmm. in Oakland, California, uh, only a couple of months after I saw them. Uh, Elvis Presley performed his last ever concert at all in Indianapolis. Wow. And uh, yeah, um, two months after the show, he was dead. And I remember that. We were... We were crushed. I everybody, mean, my mom, everyone. It's like when Kennedy died, everyone yeah, remembers where they were. I remember. I was at a drive-in theater watching, I think it was some Jodie Foster movie, and a uh, little girl down the lane or something like that, and they and they said Elvis was dead, and I just couldn't believe it. Did you cry? Um, I don't know, but I probably did. I don't know. I, I was would. a kid. I would cry now, but I don't know if as a kid you, you don't cry as easily when you're you know a boy like that. Members of Leonard Skinner, Ronnie Van Zant and guitarist Steve Gaines died in that plane crash. Remember that? Leonard Skinner, terrible. terrible. T-Rex frontman Mark Bolin is killed in, a, in an automobile accident. Same year. The uh, legends. American Bandstand celebrates its 25th anniversary on television with a special hosted by, of course, Dick Clark. Of course. With an all-star band, too many people to name, performing rollover Beethoven. Hell yeah. Nice. 19th annual Grammy Awards presented in Los Angeles. Only 19th. Wow. What that long hell? ago. Hosted for the final time by Andy Williams, we were wow. talking about before. Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life, best oh. al- uh, best album, album of the year. Of course. George Benson's This Masquerade wins Record of the Year. Barry Manilow's I Write the Songs wins Song of the Year. Not for him. Well, I guess it does even when you really record it, yeah. but, but he didn't write it. And best new artist, yours, favorite, and mine, Starland Vocal Band. Hell, <laughs> sky rockets, rockets in, in flight. flight. Yep. Ooh, afternoon delight. Here's Ooh. one that I know you have an intimate uh, acquaintance with. Donna Summer's hit record, I Feel Love, mm. released in the UK. First hit record to have an entirely synthesized backing track. Good Lord, what a slippery slope. Now that's all we've got, you know. These bands signed record deals in 1977. Van Halen, Devo, The Cars, and The Police. And, Damn. Yep. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody was named the best single of the last 25 years by the British phonographic industry. Wow. Classic rock albums, hold on to your hats for those of you who know this sort of thing. Uh, and the other well, your kids are going to like, I, I think I might have heard of one of those. It's like, <laughs> like on Better Call Saul, oh. Saul's youthful camera crew. He says, that's hey, Richie Blackmore, Stratocaster. You know, he said, uh, <laughs> you know, Richie Blackmore, Deep Purple. And they're like... Huh. Oh, yeah, another brick in the wall? Yeah. Oh, God, that hurt. That one hurt. But uh, so you might know some of these people. Classic rock albums in 1977. I had every single record on this list except for one at some point in my life, and many I have now. I went and grabbed, went through my record collection and grabbed a stack of albums because I felt like spending a lot of vinyl this week. I grabbed like 10. Nice. Four of them were on this list. That's how, that's how big 77 was for me. 
Alice Cooper, Lace and Whiskey, Eric Clapton, Slow Hand, Rod Stewart, Footloose and Fancy Free, great record. Steve Miller Band, Book of Dreams, mm. Blondie, Plastic Letters, Sticks, The Grand Illusion. Nice. You know I was listening to that oh, this week. Yeah. yes. Kansas, Point of No Return, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Works Volume 1, Cheap Trick's debut, kick-ass debut record from Cheap For Trick. Sure. Hell yeah. Alan Parsons Project, iRobot, David Bowie Low, Ramones oh. Rocket to Russia, Elvis Costello, My Aim is True, his debut. Mm. Yes, going for the one. Foreigner's debut album, the Sex Pistols one and only album. Aerosmith Draw the Line, Electric Light Orchestra, Out of the Blue, Heart. Little Queen. (laughs) Speaking of Queens, Queen News of the World. Then debuts, yeah, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, uh, Billy Joel, The Stranger, Steely Dan, Asia, and Fleetwood Mac Rumors. One year, that's all, just one year. Uh, As for the singles, uh uh-oh, where's the egg? Where's the egg? Just one second. Yes. Squawk That Loon, The Cars. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Uh-oh. Uh, there's so many to choose from. This is a tough one. Oh, this is a, um, uh, Candio, I need you. I don't know what the line is. Why did I pick a song I don't know the line to? Candio, I need you so. I, I picked a real song I don't know. That's all right. I just thought you would be. Oh well, you might think I'm I know. Crazy. I didn't want to. I, I saw obvious one. Let me pick a better one. Or who's gonna drive you home tonight? So okay, I There's just I had a million to, car songs. I, had to I mean, I have the first it's just five. Just because um, when you're when it, you're hit with it, you're like, wait. Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. I know no car songs right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have all five of their first albums. So I just don't know any songs of theirs right now. Anyway, I had to squawk that limit. All right, uh, you got me. You got me big time. All right, singles. The one of those trashy put out songs that I hate more than anything in the world. Tonight's the night. I love it. Gonna, gonna be, be alright. Rod Stewart. Oh, I love oh that yes. song. Uh, kind of hot, really. Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. You don't have to be a star, baby. No? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Dave- <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> it's okay. That's kind of a little bit obscure. Now, this one you probably know, even though you shouldn't. David Soul. Don't give up on us, baby. Oh, yes. We're still worth one. I do love More that try. song. But how does he not sound completely emo? They would, they would be... They would totally screw that up today. I mean, it's I can tolerate the song a lot easier than the emo shit I hear today. Then uh, say you know like uh, Maroon Five for example. Okay, All moving right along. The problem is, is if one person makes it like a viral thing, and then everyone jumps on board. So unfortunately, that's, that's right. what happens. We were talking. Uh, we've talked a number of times about Mr. Leo Sayer. <gasps> Oh. And one of his obviously definitive hits was You make me feel like dancing I'm dancing that way You make me feel like dancing Exactly feel like dancing Woo! Dancing Woo! Dancing that way I feel like dancing Woo! We wanted to do the woos, that's all I really had to do the woos We had to uh, Now, I couldn't I'm afraid I'd screw up the lines But Stevie Wonder, I wish There's a song about people who work and work at the car wash. Oh, talking about the car wash. I had the Rolls Royce experience. You had the Rolls Royce experience? Yeah, I and mean, that sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, they came into a karaoke that I was that I was doing, oh. and they loved my singing, and we did car wash together, and they stayed and listened, and they bought us pizza. Oh, it was pretty cool. Awesome. Was, well, I mean, you know, it was just some little bar that a friend of mine owned, but they happened upon it, and it was really fun. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh Uh-oh, we love ABBA here, unabashedly. 
Knowing me, knowing you, uh-huh. I just wanted to do the uh-huh. Knowing me. Knowing you, uh-huh. I was wondering if you'd join me on the uh-huh. Oh, hell yes. All right. Man for Man's Earth Band, Blinded by the Light. Classic. Blinded by the Light. Wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. I'm sorry. Although it was douche. We, we sang douche. We sang douche, of course. Of course. And cons- uh, Bruce Springsteen, obviously, this is one of those, well, one of those many, many cases where you can take a Springsteen song and turn it into gold as long as you're not Bruce Springsteen himself. Yeah, and you never, ever, ever listen to him sing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So anyway, that's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I can't. <laughs> 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 it's like you know? <laughs> Uh-oh. Eagles, that no, like, around here likes, a new kid in town, great song. Barbara Streisand, love, soft as an easy chair. Love theme from Ever, uh, Star is Born, oh, Evergreen. Ah, okay. Love, oh. fresh as the morning air. Okay, now I know the song, but I, it's fun to hear you sing it without that, me singing. That's this the is best. cruel. This is cruel. It's the best. For you to let me sing that song like that. But I love that movie. Mom, my mom ran a theater. Oh, good Lord. I watched that movie a dozen times at least. Star is Born because of Chris Christopherson was badass. Oh. Of course, I like Barbara Streisand, too. I thought he was so handsome. Oh, I remember they, when I they saw were, him. Like, they oh. were dynamite together. According to Streisand, she wanted Elvis for the part. But, of course, he was like just about to die right then. But um, uh, uh, he did not want to do the part. For some reason, it didn't work out. So I think Christopherson was oh. the right man for the part. Beautiful. And the songs by the one and only legend, Paul Williams... Like Hellacious Acres, yeah, I love that movie. Boy, he's come up so much tonight. Yeah, Paul Williams is. is yeah, Paul Williams. Whenever there's great pop songs, he's always around. Absolutely. Uh oh, Mister. We recently lost the great Mister Kenny Rogers. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Nineteen seventy-seven, gold. Ah, uh. Hall and Oates. Rich girl, cause you're going too far. Cause you know it don't matter anyway. Don't Something know like the that. Lyrics, yeah, exactly. Uh, Abba again, Dancing Queen, come on. Oh, I mean, do we uh, have to sing that one? No, we come don't. On. I feel love, we don't have to sing that. Uh oh. Now, disco was still around. Remember, we hadn't gotten rid of disco yet. It was still here in 76 and 77. Thelma Houston's Don't Leave Me This Way. I can't survive. Can't stay alive without your love, oh, baby. Don't leave me this way. And then the great, baby. My heart is full of love and desire for you. Bubba da ba. I love. You gotta that have the bubba da ba in there. I mean, I wasn't gonna do it, but I'm glad you did. Oh, yeah, somebody needed to do you it. You needed yeah. a bubba da ba. Remember Glenn Campbell? You probably don't because this is a long time ago. Southern nights. No, you had to be there. Southern nights. I don't yes. know the. Then I me know neither, the song, yeah. but I I know Glenn Campbell. Actually, I really like his voice. Yeah. Oh, he's a great Whenever singer. I, well, he was a fabulous guitar player. He, oh yeah. Did you know what? I inherited like five Glenn Campbell albums from my friend Willie Lane. Yep. Mm. I got a lot of Glenn Campbell stuff. He rocks, boy. I listened to all of them when I first got them. Great nice. stuff. A little song that nobody here knows, so we'll pass by Hotel California. What? Um, On a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, warm smell of Caritas, rising up through the air. Oh, I love that song. And again, Mr. Leo Sayer with a very, very poignant, beautiful song. When I need you. I almost close my eyes and I'm with you. Oh, come oh, on, folks. God. If you don't know these songs, you really got to look oh them up. Oh, my I'm God. You. That song is uh, just mush uh-oh. heaven. 
Then, to get you out of the mush mode, Casey and the Sunshine Band. I'm your boogman. That's what I am. And the lyrics, whatever I can. There it is, whatever I can. And a song that I've personally witnessed Christina sing at karaoke, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Mm. Mm. Thunder only happens when it's raining. Remember, kids, these are these are called melodies. Remember that. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, rock theme from Rocky gonna fly now. Come on. Absolutely. Oh, Adrian. You know who had a hit song? Sean Cassidy. Remember him? Oh, poor Sean Cassidy to do Run Run. Uh, and another brother recording artist who has left us much, much too early, Andy Gibb. I just want to be your everything. Oh. Open up the head. Oh, well, well he, uh. he had some, we actually had his album, I think it was called Shadow Dancing. Great stuff. He, he's, he's really good, of course. Shadow Dancing. I yeah. Think. Andy Gibb, brother of uh, Robin Morris and Barry, Barry the Bee Gees. Um, you Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. We're not going to sing it. You light up my life. Or maybe we are. You, you give, give me hope. <coughs> I can't tell them. To carry on. Debbie Boone, the daughter of the king himself, Pat Boone, who I've mentioned many times on the show, who does all the hard rock classics better than the original artists. Oh my Just God. check out his album, No More Mr. Nice Guy in a Metal Mood. Thank you very that much. That is absolutely false, categorically false, but funny. <laughs> how deep is your love? Your love, how deep is your love? Bee Gees, baby. Gold, baby, gold. One of my favorite James Bond themes of all time, Carly Simon. Nobody does it better. Classic music by Mr. Marvin Hamlish, the legend. Uh, and the next one is actually, uh, you probably don't remember Rita Coolidge, We're All Alone. Uh, close the window, come alive. And I it will it. be alright. Oh, I beautiful. I do know that song. See, sometimes I don't know them uh, by name. The way she begins it. Outside the rain begins. Oh. And it may never end. It is so beautiful. Uh, love that tune so much. And uh, actually, um, Rita Coolidge would also go on to do a Bond theme herself. The theme from the movie Octopussy, and surprisingly enough, it's not called Octopussy. Yeah, that would be quite a title for a song. It all just comes back to James Bond. It always comes you. back to everything. Comes back to James Bond, doesn't it? You I mean, know, it's weird. Not for me, but it's interesting. It always does full circle for you. Well, he's everywhere. I mean, you know, well, we I had mean, a James Bond theme as a number two U.S. hit, and the next artist also did one. Hmm. Oh, significant singles in the classic rock division for all you FM radio fans out there. Carry on, Wayward Son by Kansas. She's. Is that, what's that look? What does yeah, that look? It's all right. Oh my goodness! Who are you? You actually. T- <laughs> she's, it's all right. She's I mean, meh about carry on. I've Wayward heard it Son. about a million times. If ah. I never heard it again, I'd be okay. I don't know. See, that one surprises me. I expect a lukewarm reaction to "Cat Scratch Fever" by Ted Nugent. Oh, okay, I don't yeah, expect I'm much out. in there. Yeah, then I'm uh, out. The chain, Fleetwood Mac. Thank keep us together. Classic, classic. So good. Uh, Kiss had one called Christine 16. Now, I don't know whose idea it was to release a single about perving on a girl, 16-year-old girl coming out of school. But, it was uh, Kiss's idea? That was Well, it's a Kiss song, so yeah, maybe it was probably, probably the management's idea. I don't know. Uh, um, uh, Rush, Closer to the Heart. Listen, Bruce, mm, there we go. We got some of your boys in there. Ta-da. Foreigner. 
You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Exactly. So Sticks. Come sail away, come, come sail, sail away, come sail away with me, lad. We'd sing the poignant part, but then we'd be crying. And we would be. I don't want to cry. Yeah, I don't want to cry either. Bob Molly and the Whaler is waiting in vain. I don't want to wait in vain. Oh, beautiful, Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Elvis Costello watching the detectives. Queen, we will rock you. We are the champions. You mm-hmm. know that doubleheader. A little bit. By heart. Go your own way again, Fleetwood oh, Mac. Oh, my God. Con. God, say the Queen. I know you're not a Sex Pistols fan. No. The one and only album. Going for the one, yes. Hard oh. Luck Woman by Kiss. Uh, Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Guess Guess Say. Guess Guess Say. And um, Super Tram. Give a little bit. Oh. Give a little bit of your love to me. Play those chords. And and believe it or not, they have on here the tubes. White punk song dope. White punk, my boys, the tubes. All right. And, of course, proving that grammar is really not all that when it comes to music, Eric Clapton's Lay Down Sally, for heaven's sakes. Uh, Lay it's down, Sally. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It's uh, the, the the backing vocal completely makes it. Oh, totally God, makes yeah. it. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, grammatic again. Grammar sucks since well, we lay. Had lay lady lay. Yeah, too. So yeah. come on, let's just you know we're gonna I have mean, to give it a pass. We were talking about this earlier. How we're both educators. So this is uh, how many radio shows you got hosted by two teachers who teach yeah, different subjects, none. huh? And don't teach either of the things that they do that they teach on the show. Come no. on now, <laughs> what are the odds, right? <laughs> But lay, just so as you know, lay is something you do to something. Correct. Okay? It would only be correct if Sally were unconscious and he were telling a third party to lay down Sally. Then then it would make sense, but that's kind of creepy. That's a little creepy. That's a little creepy. So if you're talking to Sally, you say, lie down, Sally. That's correct. Lie, lady, lie. It just sounds like shit. So they very wisely choose to thumb their nose at grammar so they can have a better but song. But then we criticize them lovingly. We do, lovingly, of course. Of course. Anyway, 1977 was obviously an explosive year. So anyway, that was History Strikes Back 1977. All right, well, that leaves me to talk about another band or artist that I love. This particular person is from Los Angeles, California. They are Electro Soul Indian Alternative. The song is Lullaby and... The artist is Britney Fans. Now, Britney Fans, ah. that voice is soul, it is blues, it is rock, it is pop, it is a little bit of everything all rolled into one. I love her songwriting. I just love the variety she gives me. I love her voice. I love her take on music. And this song, Lullaby, really struck me. Now, I heard a lot of her songs. We've also played Push Pool. The tone and the feel of Lullaby spoke to me immediately it begins with beautiful harmonies that are angelic and longing and this is a mid-tempo wonder from a very promising and fresh talent now her vocals are as powerful and assertive as they are soft soothing and moving listen to britney vance and that's p-f-a-n-t-z and trust me you're going to want to remember that because you're going to fall in love with her and here is lullaby Hey 
All right, now you are lulled into a very, very calm but kick-ass place by that beautiful tune from Brittany Fans, and you can find her at BrittanyFans.com. And again, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-P-F-A-N-T-Z.com. All right, and that brings us to feature number five, Swan Song. And uh, for this feature, we discuss a band or artist's final work. Now, that can take many different forms. There can be a sudden sudden death or a sudden departure from the band that brings the recording career to an end. A la Freddie Mercury. A la Freddie. Well, that one, at least in the cases of Freddie Mercury and some other artists, they were terminally ill and they knew it. But so it they, still they believed they were probably making their last work. Right, or they, they might did. be, and right. they did. But there are ones where somebody, they intended to just keep on going, and it was like when John Bonham died, for example, that was the end of Led Zeppelin. They were going to do another album, and they they didn't, because that was so, that made In Through the Outdoor, their swan song, which happens to be on the swan song label, no kidding, but um, they just didn't know it. Now, sometimes the swan song can be planned and a jubilant event, as in the case of the last concert by the band. Yes, the band knew they were going to stop. They had been touring for decades. They had backed up the likes of Ronnie Hawkins and uh, Bob Dylan and had a slew of hits of their own and just toured and worked hard. And they knew they were going to bring it to an end in 1976, and they recorded their last concert, which was called The Last Waltz, released Mm. as a film directed by Martin Scorsese, who you might have heard of. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, He's kind of a moderately successful director. Has a thing for rock and roll movies, he does. In fact, he did one called, which I have not seen and I want to see very much, Shine a Light uh, with the Rolling Stones. Mm. Uh, He loves rock and roll movies and, of course, uh, crime movies. We know that. Tough crime movies and stuff. So what was this event like? The band, Rick Danko, Levon Helm, Garth Hudson, Richard Manuel, and Robbie freaking Robinson, who's really on fire in this particular performance, although some have criticized the film for placing an undue focus on the only one of the group's lead singers and uh, sole lead guitarist. But they decided they would put on their last concert, and they invited a few friends, including Paul Butterfield... Eric Clapton, Neil Diamond, Dr. John, Joni Mitchell, Van Morrison, Ringo Starr, Muddy Waters, Ronnie Wood, yes, Rolling Stone Ronnie Wood, and Neil Young. The Last Waltz is hailed as one of the greatest documentary concert films ever made. The Last Waltz is hailed as one of the greatest documentary concert films ever made. Until Madonna's Truth or Dare. Oh, totally blew it out of the water. <laughs> totally blew it away. It was away. the Evian bottle moment that really, yeah, just I mean, that really got it. Nothing the band could it. do could compare yeah, to that. of course not. It was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry for being, and you're probably familiar with this phrase by now, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And I would have to say the band had the greatest swan song of them all because it was a celebration. It was a party. It was uh, rejoicing in all the years of music and bidding a fond farewell. The performances were absolutely stellar. I mean, Joni Mitchell, come on. I mean, it was just too good. Everybody was there. And the music, and 
And here, in one sitting, you will develop a deep respect uh, for the band and a love for their music. And it's one hell of a swan song, and it's a happy one. So I thought that would be a good one to bring in here for your birthday. Very nice. I love it. And I'm going to announce two artists, because what you don't know is I added a couple, so there's more than ten. Really? Yeah. I don't know. We have to check the bylaws to see if this is permissible. Oh, wait a minute. You are the bylaws. Yeah, I, I forgot. make this yeah. shit. And it's my birthday show, so there is no fucking rule. That's right. The so, so. The so exception. That's correct. <laughs> the such. <laughs> the, oh, sorry. The such exception. <laughs> That's the what such it was. exception. Well, this one may take you by surprise, David. This song is called Naughty in the Dark. This band is from Ottawa, Canada, Ontario, Canada. They are alternative rock, and they are called Never Friend. I fell in love with this band. I really, really liked them when we were doing, you know, our our dark theme. I was looking for bands that had dark or, um, you know, that had kind of like some sort of mischief indicated in their title. And this hit me like a ton of bricks. I really love it because it was a lot of different mixtures of sounds and and tones and vocals and, and a, a lot of a kind of a mishmash of styles that worked perfectly. So this particular song, the female vocalist is certainly channeling Gwen Stefani with her playful teasing and alluring delivery. There's a brief interlude where she beckons and moans for someone to take a ride with her so she can show them what she's got. And I'm telling you right now, it is super sexy because she is absolutely moaning. It sounds it. It is very sexy. There is a clever punk alt-rock vibe to this song that is upbeat, inviting, and may just inspire the naughty in us all. Enjoy Naughty in the Dark.
right. You can find Never Friend on Facebook at Never Friend. All right. The next band that I want to talk about is one that may not surprise you, but one that had to be talked about. And yes, they appeared on our top 20 of 2020, but I had to talk a little bit about Little Galaxies. Uh huh. The song that I really wanted to talk about is 15. They are female-fronted psychedelic indie rock. So yes, it's true. David and I have an affinity for female-fronted bands. Very true. It's true. true. I am just in love with this band. And this particular song has a prog nod, which brought a smile to my face, obviously. Little Galaxies, 15.
You can find Venice Beach, California locals, Little Galaxies at littlegalaxiesband.com. Oh, before we go on, mm-hmm. Squawk That Loon, the police. Ah, every little thing she does is magic. Everything she do just turn me on. Even though my life is something tragic, yeah, I love her. Her goes strong. I could, I could do a number of police songs. Of course, you can. Okay, so I squawked that loon this time at least. Nice, yes, very nice squawking. Okay, I have another artist that may or may not surprise you that appeared on as one of the most memorable or more memorable for me. And they did not appear in our top 20 of 2020 for various reasons. Not various, but various. I was going to say, what? (laughs) And they are alt-rock, and the song is called War. This is a band, I'm not sure about this name. I have questions, but they are called Bikini Cigarette. Now, I will tell you, it's an unforgettable name. You're like, Bikini Cigarette? What the hell? Well, what I liked is this is a five-piece all-male band and they really really rock and they're doing stuff that's a little different it's a little proggy it's a little alternative it's a little rock it's very interesting and i really really wanted to give them a little more airplay here this song is the intersection of heavy blues and hard rock it is profoundly emotional and communicates the trauma of war the guitar has a gritty tone demonstrating the knowledge of blues idioms and metal sensibilities the male lead melodically communicates the anger fear and uncertainty of a soldier summoned to fight a war they don't believe in there's a spoken word letter from a soldier to his loved one and it invokes henry rollins which is perfection this is war
All right, that was Bikini Cigarette with War, and you can find them on Facebook at Bikini Cigarette. So that leads me to the last song on my uh, birthday show, and it is going to be no surprise to David. The name of the song is Reaper, and the band is Reason to Fine. Oh, no. I know it. I know it. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't say. (laughs) Was actually featured on our top 20 of 2020, but. This all-female alternative rock band checks every box for what a rock band should be. Powerful vocals, haunting, intense, and urgent harmonies. The melodies are just reminiscent enough of musical giants to draw you in. Then the ladies take over and continue an audio assault that pushes the boundaries just enough with the perfect amount of well-spaced growling. There's enough space that every instrument and melody can enjoy their moments in the spotlight. This is at the top of the list for bands I happened upon in the name of Birds of a Feather in 2020. Enjoy Reaper.
All right, that was Reason Defined. You can find them at reasondefined.com. And wait, 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 wait. I know it's almost time for the show to end. But I wanted to name just a few honorable mentions that didn't make it on my list, but that I thought about and considered. But again, the show must end at some point. So I have to mention Charlie Ray. I knew I, I knew it. <laughs> and you can find her at charlieray.com. She's incredible. She absolutely blew me away. She is probably just this shining star that I found again as well. Probably the shining star artist and then Reason to Find is the shining star band for me. I knew it. I also love the Reed Brothers. You can find them on Facebook at the Reed, R-E-E-D Brothers. They are Americana at its best. And I don't like a lot of Americana, but I like their brand of Americana. And Americana from the UK is great. (laughs) (laughs) And Stanley Avenue. They are brand new on the scene. They used to do a lot of covers. They submitted their amazing song called Driving Home. And it absolutely floored me. That is their first original ever. And there is surely amazing things to come. You can find them at Stanley Ave LV because they're from uh, Vegas. You're going to love her voice. Visit Stanley Avenue on Facebook. Got to mention my friend Lee with My Two Eyes Music. You could, That's where you can find them on Facebook. My Two Eyes is a pop band that is so good. And they're still the rock. They're alternative they're kind of a little bit of everything all rolled into one lee does the vocals um he was he's been in the scene a long time and he absolutely has nailed these types of songs they are catchy but they're edgy it's a little bit of everything (laughs) visit my two eyes on facebook at my two eyes music you're really done now i really am Parting is such sweet sorrow. This is that part of the show. Well, this is especially sad for me because it's the end of my birthday show. It's the end of your birthday show. You're, well, you pretty much make the rules anyway, but in this case, you really, really got to go all out and play all of, or not all of, but some of your faves and mention a few more. Of course, there are far too many. Yes. But we do have to dispense and distribute homework here. Oh, yes. Because we need your assistance with this. We can't very well take a survey by ourselves, now can we? And this is Hell Yes, Oh Hell No, our weekly feature where we ask you to weigh in on an artist, whether you're in or out. This time we did The Grateful Dead. Next time, well, we're going to really, really uh, test your metal on this one to see who the Cretans are who... Uh, wait, I'm not allowed to say that. Uh, all right, you know I love them already, so sorry. The, the jig's up for that. Elton John. That would be Sir Elton John to you commoners. The <laughs> legend uh, who's been like pretty much with me my whole life. Uh, I mean, he had a live album in 19 freaking Okay, I mean, uh, that's how long this gentleman's been around making music, and it was before that, too. So, uh, the living legend, Elton John, what do you think? Are you in, you out, you kind of lukewarm, you kind of meh? Well, let us know, and uh, uh, we will refer you to um, a, a competent psychologist if you don't do uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's right. Like just and, another service we offer. It's just another, yeah, referral fee, referral uh, uh, service. Oh, you're That's looking correct. for a fee. I heard that. Oh, oh <laughs> sorry. There's no fee, I swear. You're angling for a fee. Uh, donations, we won't refuse them. No, you know? no. And you know what? I got to say one more thing that, you know, a little, uh, little fan mail wouldn't hoit. Uh, reward all the hard work that we, by which I mean Christina, puts into the show. So that kind of takes us without the usual uh, transition to wrapping this puppy up in a neat little blanket, uh, telling you when the next Winging It airs, January 9th. The New Birds of a Feather airs January 16th. And you can hear us uh, and other FMR shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, CastBox, that thing with the J, Geo Savan, whatever. 
Did you miss an episode? Don't sweat it, okay? All our shows are available 24-7. Are you not entertained? Magic 8-Ball indication is, it is decidedly so. Yes, indeed. And that only leaves for you to say... Let's get the flock out of here. This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio.